0: This is the grand finale of the Child Sexual Abuse Series featuring Ms. Siphon on the first outdoor interview on the Little Bits of Stuff podcast show, interviewing Mrs. Sarah Ologo, our guest for this episode. Let's Talk Therapy. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm excited to be here to be able to share my experiences or give some information um, that will be helpful to everyone listening to the podcast. So my name is Sarah Olugu and I'm a counseling psychologist. Um, I have been in this field for over five years and I've been able to talk to a number of sexual assault survivors that is over 400 sexual assault survivors. And so I'm glad to be able to share from my wealth of experience with everyone joining this podcast today.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Sarah. Um, So I'll be asking a few questions on the child abuse series. And for new listeners, we've had five episodes of the child abuse series, and this is the final one. So my first question is, what are the signs of child sexual abuse and
0: the child okay thank you for that question i believe that you'd have already talked about who a child is in your series and you would have already talked about what child abuse is sexual yeah. abuse yeah, is yeah. all right so if that has been covered then it's important for us to know that there are actually signs um in a child that has been sexually assaulted yeah. okay now, very well common with children is that they could very try to pretend, try to hide the signs because they are afraid to let it out, probably afraid of their, most of the time afraid of their perpetrators and on another angle they are ashamed of what has happened to them and they don't know if anyone they talk to will believe them.
1: Yeah. So, but
0: then there are still signs to look out for, now there are physical signs. Yeah, behavioral signs, okay? And so for the physical signs, you would probably experience um, sleeping and eating disturb- disturbances. So for example, um, your child could be sleeping and jack up from sleep yeah. um, with fear, you know, like waking up a rude awake from a nightmare. So your child will be experiencing um, nightmares a lot. The child will lose appetite on some cases On some other cases the child will just continue to eat normally now for a child that has already overcome bedwetting and stopped bedwetting the child can start bedwetting or the child might not be able to get to stop bedwetting so bedwetting is another key um, thing to look out for now for most of the younger children say like age four age three age five they're about i mean when you're washing or cleaning them you find out that they will clinch together from in their vagina area talking about um if it's a girl okay yeah. as you well know that boys are also sexually assaulted yeah. yes so they would um flinch they would clinch when you're about to wash them and then they could go it's paining me okay some of them will walk up to you and say oh, my vagina, my, I mean, my, they, they point to the pubic area where they say my bum bum is paining me and all that. Those are signs to look out for. You can check up what is going on in that area. Sometimes if you get to ask them, why is it paining you? Did anyone touch you? They will go, no. Because probably the perpetrator has threatened them not to talk or yeah. they are just afraid of what the mother's or the person's reaction mm-hmm. uh, will be. Now, you could also notice vaginal or penal discharge. So probably the perpetrator just finished and he, he, he left his discharge on them. Or you could find out that they begin to have um um vaginal discharge as my as doctors will know that um very um it's very maybe on rare cases that children will have vaginal infection. But I've seen a child you know come up with vaginal infection and that was how a parent were able to know that she was actually um, being sexually assaulted, then they could also suffer urinary tract infection. They could um, you see bleeding from either from the anal or the um, the the uh, vagina. You could see bleeding from there because based on the uh, on the rough handling of the perpetrator, then you see those signs. Then there will be pain during re- urination if they are trying to be because obviously if the if the perpetrator has just um um add and I mean a, a, a intercourse with them thereabout you know then eventually the whole place is so and then you could actually find pregnancy so mm-hmm. we have seen um I've seen several young girls that Same have been pregnancy. pregnant and the youngest that I've seen is an age twelve wow. okay pregnant so those are actually the physical signs all right so they are behavioral signs and you notice a lot of aggression in the child so the child is actually angry at what has happened to him or her and you know the fact that the child cannot talk or express him or herself so you see a lot of aggression you see the child will be either clingy for a small child, the child is really clingy to that person she or he can trust, um, any other person he wants a, um, quite a distance from the person or the child will be withdrawn so a child is just a lone ranger, always a lone and you know, quite occupied or with his or her thoughts. Now you find out that the public will be constantly avoiding a particular adult. So you say, let's go, Uh, won't you greet this person? And then they are giving the person an attitude. So, or let's go visit, go and stay with so-so and so person. And then, you know, they are all teary, they don't want to go and all that. So those are physical signs. It could be regression in behavior, okay? And, um, they could also be in constant low mood yeah. so they are always sad you find out that sometimes you try to make them smile or if you prefer you know what's happening they are back to that um i mean to the sad mood you'll find out they, they are having inappropriate sexual behavior so you are just wondering uh, why is she always just staring at i mean at someone dressing up yeah. why is he always you know trying to pick at, you know, they just inap- have, yes, yes. Inappropriate or they are, you know, they are sitting with you or the way they touch themselves. Mm-hmm. Because many at times, one of the symptoms you find with young children that have been sexually assaulted is that they can, they begin to masturbate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are really the behavioral signs and the physical signs that you see um, in children. Um, so. so
1: talking about nightmares, when a child starts having nightmare and then they don't talk about the sexual um, abuse issue, probably growing up, probably because they didn't trust anybody, can the nightmare escalate into adulthood and then it gets really bad
0: in adult, Now it could, it depends on, there, there are people that, um, that um, suffer sexual assault. Depending on how long the sexual assault was, depending on how many perpetrators assaulted them. Yes, so, I mean, you find out that they'll be having nightmares at an older age. If it was a one-off when they were younger, I mean, they probably would not suffer those nightmares. I mean, they would have um, overcome it somehow, events would have taken over, and then they probably would have moved on with their life. But for, for such people that uh, I mean, different perpetrators. I mean, longer periods, mm-hmm. different times. You, at that older age, they'll be suffering um, what we call complex post-traumatic um, disorder. So mm-hmm. they could be having the nightmares as a symptoms of a symptom also.
1: So how do we identify a pedophile? Like, do they have a particular character trait? Just like we can say, oh, this child has been abused somehow. Can we also know which adults can abuse a child?
0: Okay, so um, now that's where the trick is, because you can't, it's not written on the forehead. Yeah. And um, most people um, that have um, such behaviors, they try as much as possible to have a kind of countenance that you can't suspect. Albeit, like it's often said, by their fruits you shall know them. So such people, you can know them by what they see. Alright? Their actions around younger children, what they ask children, how they refer to younger children, the kind of attention they give to a particular child. So they will focus on their predator, you know, and try to get their predator secluded from other people. So if, for example, and the thing is a, pre, a perpetrator most of the time is not a stranger.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. So, I mean, 99% of the time, they are familiar people to the family or familiar people to the survival, yes, or to the child. So for a child, they could first of all observe that this child is a loner, maybe parents very busy, child always at home. So they try to close up to the child, behave like a big brother to the child. And before you know what's happening, a lot of things are already going off. Now, if it's a family relative, they'll present, like one person said, she said, oh, that she did not know because this particular person is the one that will gather the children you know, to teach them. Mm-hmm. And so she always just felt, oh, he's a he's a teacher. Yeah. He's interested in the in the child's um well being. I mean like educational well being that so he shouldn't be hurting the child. Yeah. But instead he was the one. So um they would be very nice to the family such that you can't even suspect when it starts happening. But then you notice that they focus maybe they, they are gifting the child, they give the mm-hmm. child gift they give the child attention, they allow the child to slide, maybe like there are some offenses that yeah, you should punish go. the child on, they let it go and all of that. So basically for every um, parent or maybe as, as it were, guardian of a child, the thing is you should be very mindful of everyone around and watch out to know, study the fruits Uh, how the the dealings of, you know, people around before you can really be comfortable, whether male or female, really be comfortable with such persons and all that, yes.
1: So when it comes to um, cases where the father is one abusing the child, how can the mom because I feel it, it might cause trust issues in the family yes, and this can right, make yeah. the family very dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. So how can a mother handle trusting her husband and also protecting her child knowing that fathers can also abuse their daughters?
0: Yeah daughters. So now the truth is for every mother, okay, while I know that there is that part of us that can be living in denial, now yeah. but for every mother, you can very much you know your husband and you know the kind of person he is to some extent he has told you about his escapades in the past to some extent you know the kind of materials he's feeding on right now so like i mean i've i mean i've seen a a woman that says okay that her husband abuses her Mm nannies." But she would package the nannies and send back, package the nannies and send back. So until the perpetrator assaulted her own child, I mean, sorry, the father now ass- assaulted, assaulted, assaulted the child, daughter. his own daughter, yes. So for somebody that you see, if your husband, if a husband is that person that has been molesting the house help. Is a big red. I mean, red flag yeah. because it's just a matter of time. Because I would presume that most our uh, most um, most um house helps are kind of maybe in their between their their teenage age yes. when they come to your house. So that means there is something endearing him to children. Yeah. So it's a matter of time. If you think your child is still a baby, she will soon grow to be a teenage. Mm. So if he can do that to a teenager that just came to your house, whether it's, I mean, you know, as a help, it can very well do to your child too. And then there are some others. A woman suspected her husband and saw the signs in her daughter that the husband was fingering the child. And she mentioned that it feeds a lot on pornographic material. Yes, feed So the fantasies will go wild. All right. And you you don't even know if you would have already fed on um, I mean on child uh, because you know that there are child uh, pornographies and yes. all of that here so if he has already had that material so you will know your husband and you will know what it is so but many at times women keeping our marriages will make us live in denial yeah. until it now very well happens so but if there is any woman that notices things like this in her husband I think she should be more careful leaving the child around um such response okay.
1: so could outfits be the because of child abuse because hear stuff like oh why was she dressed that way mm. or why did she go there so could the dressing mode be a problem why somebody would see a child i want to abuse the child
0: mm. okay so um my question is no i mean sorry the answer is no okay okay the the straight answer to that question is no. It's actually a myth. Mm. Because you see girls awfully maybe like um provocatively dressed. Yeah. And um the next thing that goes off is mm. and now if they rape them, now they'll say they raped them. Yeah. So boys see, the dress, um dress sense or how a person chooses to dress is 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 just all about that person that individual so if i wear something i'm provocatively dressed i just want to dress like that mm. i'm not asking for anyone to rape me okay yeah. so that means rape is actually all It's just i mean it's it's all about the perpetrator the perpetrator fantasizes imagines its plots and carries it out mm. Because now, for example, if you tell me it's about the dressing and I'm provocatively dressed and I'm standing at a T-junction, why won't someone grab me there at that T-junction and rape me there?
1: Mm, If it's about the
0: dressing. Yes, if it's about the dressing. Why won't someone rape me there? Why would you have to get me to a corner where nobody can see and rape me there? Now, if it's about the dressing, why are three-year-olds raped? Mm are they also provocatively dressed? Do you understand? So yeah. eventually, it's not about the dressing. It's all about the perpetrator. So that's why I say, as many people that want to address the issue of dressing, make it a topic on its own entirely, okay. separately, in whatever community you want to address it. Don't say to a young girl that you were raped because of the way you dress. No, mm. because, I mean, people that are all... I mean, covered up, have been raped. Yeah. Young girls have been raped. Provocatively dressed people have been raped. You know, it goes, it's, it. I mean, different, it, I mean, it's better because different races, tribes, peoples, you know, nations. It's just something that is common, you know, in, I mean, uh, and widespread like that. So it's not about the dressing.
1: Oh. Yes. Okay, so, um, if one suspects a child has been neglected yes. or feels the child has been abused, what should that person do? Especially if, um, for example, like a teacher yes. notices the child is always alone and okay. doesn't relate to other people, and then you find out or you suspect the child abuse case, what should you do at that point?
0: Okay, so now I'd say you could be a teacher to that fellow, that child, right? You could be a neighbor to that child. Yeah, Um, so now what you do is because I know that nowadays in, I mean, Nigeria, as it is, we try to maintain the mind your business policy (laughs) because eventually when you put your nose into it, I mean, the parents will act very well, say mind your business or even everyone will say what's your own business. So, but you see, um, that child, it's still, is still our business it's still our business because eventually the child forms a larger part of our society whether now or enough in, f- in the future so what we help the child with today will speak a lot you know for the future so really um in the government agencies and in in the gender-based um, awareness field what is being said is there are ma- mandatory reporting Okay. So sometimes you say, okay, I need to mind my business. So I don't want anybody. So we've gotten calls, I've gotten calls of saying, okay, I want to be anonymous, but okay. I've observed that such and such child is being, I mean, abused. So you can give the address, you can give maybe as much information you know about the child. Okay. And so then when you report, I mean, I'll be sharing some numbers later. When you report like that, give the details of the child, where the child can be found, mm. you know, and tell us maybe details of what is going on with the child. Then eventually I mean, uh, help can reach the child. So that's called mandatory reporting. Okay. So if, once you see it, report and
1: don't you mind can be your anonymous. business you
0: can be anonymous, but give mm. the details on how to reach the child.
1: So what happens when you report you're anonymous and even in your face, the family denies what has happened. Especially for neighbors that really know what is happening. Okay. And then the um, right agencies come and they try to handle the matter, but the family now denies what happened.
0: So that's why as much as possible, if we can, there's, there could be calls of, oh, there's a child that is always crying in the night. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, thank God for devices nowadays you can make recordings. Okay. Then especially child battering can never be hidden. Yeah. It's only a matter of, okay, no problem. We're just going to examine your child. Mm-hmm. And then you already see the signs of battering. Something like child neglect cannot also be hidden mm-hmm. because you could interview the teacher to say, okay, how often does this child come to school? Mm-hmm. How well, I mean, how does the child look? I mean, does is the child well-fed? Do they give the child, I mean, food as in for, I mean, as, I mean, care for the child in terms of um, the outlook? Is she always looking unkept or is she always looking hungry and all those? So you can interview the child, interview certain people to now get the information we need.
1: Okay. So in handling child, family child sexual abuse, especially um, the one of, the father, siblings, because now we realize that our media has made everything worse for some people. So we have children molesting children yes. because of what they watch, mm-hmm. but because of conversations they've had outside the family. Mm-hmm. So they could be from a very religious, strict home, mm-hmm. but these things happen. happen. So how do how can the family handle this thing without causing hatred amongst the kids?
0: Among the kids, okay. So um. Now I'm talking about um, sexual assault among siblings or sexual assaults, especially children. Yeah. Children are more of imitators. Mm. So number one is for if you, for example, the Christian home that you have mentioned, yeah. I'll presume that the materials available to them will not be pornographic. Yeah. yes so maybe until they become teenagers and then maybe they are exposed to it from their friends but most of the time when you find a child trying out assault i mean abusing another child is because that child has been assaulted
1: okay so it's um a give and take thing
0: yes it's it's like a circle yes
1: and then they now have themselves abusing other kids without even knowing what they are doing
0: without knowing what they're doing Uh so i've seen cases like that so a four-year-old abusing a four-year-old.
1: Yeah.
0: And when we find out, four-year-old, why are you abusing another four-year-old? He was looking clueless, so we knew that. You can't send this 4 year old to jail now, yeah, definitely. he doesn't know what he's doing. Yes. So finding out, we find out that there is a person that um, the mother drops in with, in okay. also a seven-year-old girl that assaults the boy. Okay. Now the truth is, at the end of that line, there will be an adult. We could not find the adult at the end of that because the mother of the two of the seven-year-old girl was not forthcoming. Mm. Yes. So, at the end of the day, now you find this. So imagine this seven-year-old and the four-year-old being siblings. The seven-year-old has been assaulted by an adult. Yeah. She's trying it out on her younger brother. So we we'll find this with maybe nannies, maybe um, drivers, maybe um, cleaners, maybe house sales. I mean, so people, maybe, or gate men. So they assault one, maybe the oldest. The oldest now assaults the, the younger. Yeah, so um, what you do in cases like that is number one, get the adults at the top of the the food chain as it is. Mm. So it gets the adults at the top of the chain and cuts the adult out. That way you so can help the escalate, children. report. I mean, that necessary things be done to the adults. Okay. They now begin to deal with the children. So refer them to child psychologists, let them go, I mean, visit the centers that I'll be mentioning. There are actually psychologists there, okay? I can see the children, talk to them, know the accent, and also advise the parents on how to help the, ch- the child. So, things to look out for, all right? How they can, because it will be a constant counseling. Because, mm-hmm. as at that time, most of them, the children, they don't even really know what they are doing. Yeah. Uh-huh, they are just imitating what has been done to me. Let me just try it out with someone else. So it's a constant thing. So it's embedded in their upbringing and it's somewhere in their subconscious that the behavior is not right. Wow,
1: that's a lot for a
0: child. So um,
1: when things like this happen, when a child has been abused and they don't have um, adults they can trust in the home, probably they've seen how it has been handled with their older sibling. Who should they talk to? If they can't talk to the teachers, they can't talk to their parents, they can't talk to their pastors or the imam. who can they run to by themselves?
0: Okay, so now talking about that is um, for every one of us to begin to make um, these numbers as common as 911 okay. is. And I was um, watching a program and then it was in children's, like, um, maybe about a um, retained class. And so the teacher was faking, but he pretended like he had an accident. Mm. And so one of the child already said, oh, let's call 911. So if we make these numbers, most of them, are they, they have maybe devices at they reach. rich. Yeah. If these numbers, if we escalate it, if we spread it as much as possible, then these children can actually handle the numbers and just call, all right? So I've had children call. Okay, yes, by themselves. by themselves. Without
1: no adults getting involved. No
0: adults getting involved.
1: For children that don't have access to, let's say, for example, Farnoads and probably some Western states that don't have this contact, what should they do?
0: So it still actually boils down to the child Still speaking out, it still boils down to the child. Yes, children will be scared that um, on the way things will be handled. That's usually what it is. That oh, if I speak, they will beat me.
1: Yeah,
0: that's a fear. But I've had children um, talk to their friends, and good friends will talk to their the mothers. So that parents would approach the oh. child's parents. It makes it easier for the child.
1: Okay.
0: You understand? So while also you can't trust every friend, so Mm -hmm. but I've had people follow that. There are some other children too that are silking. This auntie looks calmer and approachable. Mm -hmm. Let me approach the auntie, and then she would be able to relay the message to my mom. So but on a general note, it will still say maybe a mother, will still fit into the comfort zone of being the trusted person to talk to yeah so for every child try to first of all relate the message to the the mother now for mothers out there okay and if especially parents or guardians if your child has in a way tried to be able to step up to tell you about a sexual assault case, know that it's something that didn't come out of the child just easily like that. It took a lot of energy for the child to speak. Now mm-hmm. I've had cases whereby you find out that the child speaks or they find, the parents find out that sexual assault, I mean there's child sexual assault uh, abuse going on, then they batter and beat the child. Yeah. It's, it's sad. I mean i feel like actually beating the parents you know but you know i can't because if they beat the child and leave the perpetrator they Mm -hmm. don't do anything to the perpetrator It's killing the child won't talk again if anything like that happens because we need to understand that sexual assault shuts the mouth of the of the survivor because you feel immediate shame You are confused about the fact that who will believe my story. You are scared that if I talk, they will beat me. And so the child and also the perpetrator would have even threatened that if you talk, I will kill you, I'll kill your parents. Some of them have made them to take oaths. And children, being children, they easily believe these things. So they live in in that constant fear that keeps them shut up. So that is what it is. But some parents will say, oh, I, and you know I love you so much, you couldn't share this with me. It's not that easy. Yeah, It's not that easy. So if a child is able to walk up to you, wherever you are, to share with you, I, I think we should take it very seriously.
1: So I think we're almost done. Okay, let me ask Son. Can child sexual abuse be the cause of BDSM in adults? Because I just found out about BDSM. Okay, please give me so, the There's phone. the bondage, dominant, um, submissive and mascotism. I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. So for people that have watched Fifty Shades of Grey, they know about the dominant and submissive. Okay. Where the person is always chained
0: to that's have sexual, sexual activities. Yeah, that's and activities.
1: some people feel some of the people who enjoy that were probably abused as kids. So okay. the question some people have asked me is, can sex, child sexual abuse be a result to that in adulthood, where yeah, the person just wants to, um, the person allows infliction of pain during sexual activities?
0: Yes, child abuse as a whole can actually lead into such. Now I've, um, there's a case of a young girl. Oh, all through her childhood, people that loved that were to love her, but her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So, eventually, by the time she was going to um, start dating people, so she couldn't believe that if you love me, you won't hurt me. Mm-hmm. So it was more for her that the right thing is you will beat me, and have sex with me. That's how I know you love me. Wow. So it's a twist. You see, sexual assault, child sexual assault, sexual assault as a when it happens to a person, it twists the thinking. Mm-hmm. It introduces a lot of negative thinking. It gives the person a lot of irrational thought lines. Okay. And so it's these thought lines because person um, generates, because you see, as human beings, we... Uh, we are able to adapt to situations. For example, yeah. we are in Nigeria right now. You see um, the weather, yeah. all right? Maybe a little rain now. You see everybody wearing their sweats. And so on. <laughs> yes. When you get to Canada, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the cold is it's, here, yeah, yeah. it's freezing. But I mean, a lot of our people are, you know, going there. How right. Are they coping? How are they adapting? After a few months, they adapt to what the weather is and all that so we have that nature as human beings to adapt so we have a lot of ways psychological ways that we adapt to psychological issues so this has happened to us we know we have to cope we know we need to move on Everybody is saying get on with your life you know and then we are trying to it's a struggle for us but once a yeah. sexual assault happens like for example the, the the case I told you now the only way she could get a balance in her life is just to tell herself that you know what? These people love you. But the interpretation is that people that love you will hurt you. Yeah. So that's the thought line she has in her or in her subconscious. Mm. If she, I mean, you know, she can't sell that to someone else, but it's something that is already Mm. embedded in her and she acts it out unknowingly, But it's something that she had had to Tell herself so that at least she can be able to wrap her mind around whatever has been happening to her from childhood. Mm-hmm. Okay, they love you, but the answer is that people that love you will hurt mm-hmm. you. Okay.
1: So could it be that the people who now hurt them might have gone through the same thing growing up?
0: So that's, you see, that's the danger of, of sexual assault as whole now the truth is a lot of people have been sexually assaulted yeah some have been able to get maybe their closure or have been able to take up some new learnings have exposed themselves to some materials that have helped them yeah. to be able to i mean to be able to um, become better person. some have taken that pain and they've translated it into a message to help other people whereas there are some that have not been able to get out of that pain. Mm. They have not been able to deal with that issue. All right. And so eventually it comes off in their behavior. So some men, not all, some men, some women that sexually assault now have been sexually assaulted when they were younger. Some of them. So, on top of my head, I I know a particular person, you know, that assaults, I mean, it it came off that he he assaults his his nannies. Oh,
1: okay.
0: So, but it was actually a nanny that assaulted him when he was younger.
1: Oh, so he has not dealt with that trauma.
0: Exactly. Wow. So, but like I will say, some, not Uh, all all. that assaults, you know, is as a result of that.
1: So um, we're closing up and this question keeps coming up um, a lot of times. How do we help a child's mental health? We know that mental health is a big problem now in Nigeria. How do we help a child that can't really talk about these things? We've observed everything that is happening. Probably the child had spoken and was beaten up for it and all, how do we have this child balance? Because these things affect their education. Mm-hmm. And probably the child was doing fine. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the child starts dropping grades. How can everybody collectively, the family, the school, the churches, and mosques, how did they help this child get back to that innocent child he or she used to be?
0: Okay. So, while I will not assure you that there is a total end, to child sexual assault or because it's traumatic and trauma okay. trauma actually leaves that scar or memory mm-hmm. there. What can happen is that the child could be able to um, turn the mess into a message. Okay. So but to totally forget so there will always be a bit of the scar like the remembrance but the child can grow out of it. So as as um if as family members to the child as a neighbor to the child as as maybe a teacher to the child it's important number one that we try not to stigmatize the child okay. so we don't stigmatize the child as a parent you don't refer to it um to insult the child i mean you bring it up and so oh, no wonder you were assaulted mm. no wonder you were if you know you're smart, that would have not happened. So as much as possible, don't insult the child, you know, by making the child remember that bringing up as a remembrance to um, insult the child. Um, We shouldn't gossip about it, that that the child we are going from year to year, that's the child that was, that's the child that Mm -hmm. was, that's the child that was. For a parent also, if, sexual assault happens in a particular maybe you rented a place and it was in that environment it happened you can help your child by relocating oh oh yeah. you can help your child by relocating move out of the environment something that is also very key is that you help your child self-esteem because when sexual assault happens the child there's that feeling of worthlessness yeah. that can come oh. in so your child feels like the most valuable thing that I have in my life has been taken away. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we emphasize to children that what is most valuable in their life is their character and, you know, and how they carry themselves that's how i mean their own the values they place on themselves yeah. and there's the standards they set for themselves that that's what's important so that's what is going to i mean take you up on the top of the ladder at your place of work yeah. that's what is going to help your marriage you know because they'll be concerned about oh, how do i get a good man to marry me since this yeah. has happened so but that's not I mean, sexual assault does not stop you from fulfilling your dreams. So these are the messages we need to pass to the children. That sexual assault has happened, but it doesn't stop your life from moving on. So you need to know that what is important in you has not been taken away by the perpetrator. You yeah. need to understand. So we need to include putting things that will boost the self-confidence and self-esteem of, of the, the child. child. Yes yeah so basically that's i mean that's the message as a parent as a family member that you need to carry around the child sometimes when sexual assault happens some parents feel they feel guilty yeah. that oh it's because i wasn't there and they try to maybe pay back the child i find that some parents will now begin to pamper the child yes. you know just to say okay let me pay back for what happened no you can't you can't you can't um, pay back because paying back means you're pampering the child. Pampering the child means you are not allowing the child to assume responsibilities. The child not being able to assume responsibility further um, destroys the esteem of the child. Mm-hmm. So that means just what you need to do is to help the child assume, be able to assume responsibility, be able to carry out chores and celebrate the child for being able to do things so that she is able to believe but there is still a lot she knows and believes yeah. and sees that there is still a lot more in her sometimes I encourage parents that if it has happened we can try to talk to the class teacher to see how they can make her the class captain of the child mm. of the class so she's being responsible here and there yeah. so that will awaken a self worth okay, and self esteem and self confidence
1: so in talking about moving out is it ideal for the parents to take the child to a boarding school during the period this has happened?
0: Hmm. Now, it depends on the boarding school. You will be taking the child from, because what she has just gone through is traumatic. Yeah. Then it depends on what's the child's interpretation of a boarding school. Then what kind of boarding school? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe if it's the kind of... Uh, a boarding school that, you know, maybe we went to in those days, <laughs> you know, in those days that, I mean, it was a lot, maybe a lot traumatic, the way yeah. seniors would really order you around, yeah. the way, you know, they would, and all of those things. So, by know nowadays, boarding school is a lot fair. If a senior should yeah, send you there, I don't want to go, you report and all of that. So, now it's to see what's the it, then it's to engage a child in a conversation. Oh, sweetheart, would you want to go to a boarding house so that you know this environment it just gives you, like, I mean, you're able to take off some time? So, if the child is open to it, fine, yeah. okay, yes, because else it would be like if the child perceives the boarding house as a traumatic place, it's like I'm taking the child from trauma to trauma, yeah, and uh-huh, that won't do good, she'll just feel like, Well, because I told you now that's why this is my mm. punishment yeah yes yeah. so as much as possible it's important to involve the child in the decisions that will now be taken mm. so because i know i know it's not that easy to move houses but then yeah. if you can move houses it's just the best for the child so this is the last question
1: um, what can be done to help a child that has suicidal thoughts okay. after being abused
0: okay so um Like it is, societal thoughts is uh, one of the things that come in emotionally for the child as the effect of sexual assault. I didn't talk about the effect of sexual assault. We only talked about the signs. So it's one of the effects and it's a long-term effect. Yes, it's a long-term effect that comes from, you know, when the sexual assault has been, you know, Continuous, continuous. So what do we do? Now, would this question be that if the child shares or if the child does not share? Because if the child does not share, you don't even know that the child is having such thoughts.
1: Okay, if the child shares and then if it was noticed, because there are times you would notice someone has suicidal thoughts probably from what they say, mm-hmm. how they behave, the things that interest them. They probably okay. like to talk ropes and some...
0: Funny things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's important now to find out because you see, if a child has been sexually assaulted I and mean, take all of the steps that I just mentioned like a while ago, and um, the, there's love in the environment, the child okay. is accepted. But I mean, the child is encouraged constantly. Constantly, you won't find the child going into like maybe suicidal thoughts or. I mean, or depression as it were. So, but for the child to go that far, Mm. it means the environment is still very toxic. Yeah. So number one is to bring the child out of the toxic environment. Okay. So number two is now still is to begin allow the child to see a counseling psychologist, a child psychologist, you know, and um, maybe as a first aid, is for you to begin to point out, understand why the child is going that route, is thinking that, and help the child understand that the world is a beautiful place, help the child understand how he or she can move on from what has happened, help the child understand how he or she can cope, you know, with the feelings or the symptoms that he or she, is feeling mm-hmm. okay so because when sexual assault happens there are the symptoms the survivor feels okay. there's a short-term symptom and a there's a long-term symptom yeah. okay and so the child needs to understand because at that time the child will feel like i'm the mm-hmm. only one in this space mm-hmm. it hasn't happened to any of my friends and since i'm the only one in this space and nobody cares about me I should mm-hmm. just kill myself and end all this because I don't feel good inside. Mm-hmm. So a counselor or a child psychologist will help the child understand what the symptoms are,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how to cope with the symptom. Okay? Mm-hmm. And very well, it's important that the child is in a setting, you know, that is encouraging. Like mm-hmm. uh-huh. So that it doesn't continue to trigger the suicidal thoughts.
1: Does sharing
0: experience help the child? Yes, talk therapy does a lot. Okay. Talk therapy does a lot. So that's why it's important, even for people that um, sexual assault happened when you were younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you are older does not mean that it has automatically erased. Yeah. So it's okay to still talk to a counseling psychologist. It's okay to see a psychologist. Just, just talk therapy is good. Okay. Because by the time you talk, then the counselor, the psychologist is able to help you understand the irrational thoughts you're having, Mm -hmm. help you see why they are irrational, and help you understand where it is coming from, okay, and then help you to now be able to, then based on, because I believe a lot in client-centered approach, because I believe in you is the solution, I wouldn't recommend my own solution to you. That's what works for me. Because my personality is different from yours. So, harnessing the strength in you, we can be able to see what works for you. To be able to help you cope with the scenario, cope with the situation. Okay, so, basically, that's what it is.
1: Thank you so much. Um, We would love to get contact numbers addresses or possible places people can run to when issues like this happen
0: okay so i'll share um three major places that i have this contact in lagos states because i'm based in lagos states yeah. okay so um you can uh, you can call for sexual assault you want to make a mandatory reporting you have seen sexual abuse child sexual abuse or maybe if it is, um, if you if you are the person, um, a survivor that is already all grown, yeah. you can always call Warif. Warif is at Yaba. Okay. Yes, it is on Number Six Street, off Turban Avenue, okay. just behind Ozone Cinema. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. That should be um, located.
0: Yes. So, and you can reach Warif on 080 nine two one zero 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 nine that's 080 nine two one zero zero9 now you can also reach mirabel mirabel is located at lassoot Lagos okay. state teaching hospital um, that's at um, ikeja okay And the phone number to reach them on is 080-940-00028. Again, 080-940-00028. Then you can also reach DSVRT, Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Team. They are at Alausa Secretariat, under Ministry of Justice. Oh, okay. Yes. And you can reach them on 80 6288 Yes. So if you need an online counseling, okay, so you can always reach me on 90 090- Okay. Six two eight eight seven eight four four. So that's zero nine zero six two eight eight seven eight four four Yes.
1: Thank you so, so much. I'm very sure um, a lot of people have learned a lot. People are now more informed and they know they should know what to do when yes. cases like this happen. And for kids that might listen, they'll be able to get the contact and report. And wow, this has been very helpful. And this is a wrap-up for the child abuse series. It's been interesting having to listen to different child abuse cases and how the survivors have been trying to get over the the um trauma and how it has even escalated to adulthood mm-hmm. and thank you for this exposure this information and i hope i really hope our listeners do something about any case that comes to them like let's mind our business so but let's also help our children we can be anonymous in minding our business exactly that's one thing i've learned today yes. thank you so much
0: all right thank you for having me Thank you. And that's it on Little Bits of Stuff for today. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Podcast. You can also get it on Audio Mac and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Little Bits of Stuff. That's L-I-L-B-I-T-S-O-F-S-T-U-F-F. And on Instagram at Little Bits of Stuff. That's L-I-T-T-L-E Bits of Stuff. Until next time, stay healthy.